Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. This is episode 26, Amazing Spider-Man 871 and Sinister War number 2. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host and webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com and the host of this fine program. Before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to our patrons at patreon.com slash Network. Now, since we've last recorded, we've actually added a couple Patreon subscribers. Vinkman, Scott, our, our previous ones, but Greg and Jorgen uh, also became Patreon subscribers. Check it out at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Network. Uh, it is also where you can hear the debut episode of our brand new show, Voices from the Erie, a Gargoyles podcast. The second episode will be coming up on there first, soon, before everybody else. So if you want to see what all the fuss is about, go to patreon.com slash Network. Uh, so, like as I mentioned, this episode, we're covering two issues, and I am your friendly neighborhood host. You're probably getting... I, I don't look great right now, and, and uh, because I am in a basement. In, uh, oh, just outside of Omaha, Nebraska, broadcasting to you, the internet live. Uh, before we get started, as I always try to make this disclaimer for our audio listeners, we do take these, we do live stream these shows, and as such, we are probably going to be prone to making uh, references to the visual aids that are done on the live streams. Uh, please excuse those. But you can always go over to YouTube, and we now have a great new URL. That's right. We finally got the URL. It's youtube.com slash Radio Network. Go check us out there. Give us a like, a share, and a subscribe today. It really helps out the channel. Uh, and we just want to give, again, a big thanks to our Patreon people at patreon.com. If you want to be a part of the program and want to have your voice heard, you can always leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. That's 818-925-6631. We've got a couple of voicemails in the can, but those are for uh, Make Mine Mayday, so we'll play those on that show. But if you want to talk about uh, the the Spencer departure or whatever, be sure to leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think. You can also leave us an email at network at gmail.com. Of course, I don't do these shows in a vacuum. I don't do them by myself. First up, I got Paul. Hello, Paul. I can't hear you, Paul. Because I muted myself like an idiot. Oh, Hi. okay. How's everyone doing? Yeah, Paul. Paul is uh, obviously. Uh, I want to mention if you want to see more of Paul, you can go to the well, Comic Binge YouTube channel. You can also follow him at, at Herman Twenty Two on Twitter. Uh, Comic right. Binge channel is great if you want to catch up and get the required reading. If you want to understand more more about the MCU. And I'm going to hopefully do another uh, episode regarding kind of in the same vein for DC when we do a Suicide Squad. We did a review. It was almost two hours long. I'm like, I'll save the comics for later because I do have some Suicide Squad comic books to talk about at some point. So I just dropped a another episode of Indie Kicks, a great Kickstarter called The Atonement Bell. It just got uh, released yesterday and I had that first episode out and ton of fun the guy jim Owls, uh osley his name is not osley that's a different guy osley <laughs> that's chris uh, no. yeah right 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 no jim <laughs> jim osley uh is doing he had a book a comic book called the butcher queen and i it looks and that's awesome too you can get that anywhere 
Go check it out. He's great. Check out the Atonement Bell. Support that. Lots of great videos. And yeah, I like I said, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on, Zach. And I'm excited to talk about some Spidey. Yeah. So again, we're talking about some Spidey tonight. We got some great uh, other co-hosts, like the recapper himself, Neil Bogenreiter. Hi. As, as he's, I thought I said the Reaper. Yeah. No, it's the recap. My eyes are so bad. I'm like, this is a the Reaper. Gr- the- more like the Grim Recapper, am I right? Ooh, yeah. I like I like this nickname you've got for yourself, the Grim, the Grim Recapper. I like Recapper. this. I like this. So yeah. finally, uh, and Adam may be joining us later, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but we do have Brian. Hello, Brian. Hi, Brian. Broadcasting uh, from the Northeast. Hi. So Brian is our front page reviewer. You can't. Okay, so for those that are watching us on YouTube, you can't see him. Uh, he doesn't have video, but we wanted to have his dulcet tones on this particular episode. Dulcet means nasal, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. We have front page reviews? We, yeah, we wow. did like a couple months ago. <laughs> wow. We'll get back on track. We're going to get back on track. <laughs> uh, we've been kind of – things have been kind of crazy. I'm, I am going to give kind of a life update here in a minute, but I want to kind of go through the comments as we get started. It's, uh, SoFlo Entertainment says, hello, Zach. I'll hope all is well. Matt Unger is glad to see us back. Vinkman does his uh, trademark. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And he also want uh, this. He brings up something that I was going to bring up here in a little bit. We just hit a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Yay! And, uh, we just and I'll talk about the big move here in a second. So uh, good evening, Zach, and whoever is joining with you on the show. And Vinkman says, "Fear the recapper." <laughs> so, uh, all right, so we'll start off. to wing the flag. the red, white, blue. So Dude, hold on really quick. You totally bit missed a great thing with Blue Oyster Cult. Don't feel the recap. Or just take my hand. We're going to get demonetized for that one. This is High School Musical now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach had a like internal vomiting moment. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Obviously, I, I do want to give a life update because uh, for those that <laughs> wondering why we've been off the air for a couple of weeks now, and we're going to kind of go to a twice a week format during Sinister War be- and probably continue to do that because trying to do this show weekly is not always easy. We'll try to do as much weekly stuff as we can, but um, and we'll kind of reevaluate when we get to October, but. So I, um, my wife got a job down in the Houston area, and that is where my daughter lives. And so I was up in the Texas Panhandle, so it's about 600 miles between my my old house and uh, where my daughter lives. And so my my wife uh, was a little upset whenever she uh, uh, my wife was upset because we were about to drop my daughter off my daughter off and she was like you know what i i want to do something we got to do something different there we we've had her for a month and i just we can't handle it and i was having a hard time gabby was having a hard time and so she applied for a job down there and lo and behold the day we ended up returning back to houston uh she got a phone call the day before uh and did a phone interview and after she did a phone interview, uh, called her the next day as we were driving down, 
and offer in you know did an in-person interview and and by the end of the day she had a job so we've been trying to figure out uh how we were going to get make everything work and uh, we still haven't got everything quite figured out yet but we do have a house and um so there will be a new office uh sooner rather than later and uh that'll be a really exciting moment so uh, we'll have a new Spidey office, Spidey room uh, that I will be broadcasting from. Uh, but for now, I am up in the, the greater Omaha, Nebraska area. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's my life update. Uh, that's why we haven't been on. We haven't had some episodes, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be doing a twice a week format um, moving forward for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, Make my mayday will be back to being weekly. Um, barring anything unforeseen. So, um, yeah, we're going to, uh, the next couple of weeks, definitely I will be, uh, we will be broadcasting may have another small, like a week break here and there. Um, but, uh, make my mayday will be on tomorrow night. So come back to the channel if you're not a part of it. And, uh, Pitha got the exact reference he, that Vinkman was making. So, uh, yeah, so, all right, so let's talk a little bit about, um, I do want to, did I mention the Galactus thing? I don't care. Uh, you don't care. I do. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to finance this thing. Um, <laughs> because this thing, okay, so, so for those that don't know, uh, if you go to HasbroPulse.com right now, which I will... Let me share my screen. Uh, select my new screen two. Oh, nope. I want screen one. Give me that one. All right. All right. So, um, this is a massive action figure. It's got 19 days left as of this recording. Um they're trying to get to 14,000 backers right now. They've got 11,405. Um, it's going to cost three ninety nine dollars uh, if, if they get into, if they make the minimum backing goal. Now they have announced, uh, so you get, you, you don't just get this, you get some Marvel insider stuff. You get uh, these, the, the original appearance of Galactus on uh, at your leisure. Uh, this thing is massive. I mean, massive. This uh, also, there's a uh, Frankie Ray Nova Legend six six inch figure will be unlocked at sixteen thousand. Looks like it may end up also getting another Silver Surfer, which we don't know what that means. Uh, that one hasn't been revealed yet, but the silhouettes there. Uh, some great, great uh, photos. I, I do want to mention how tall this thing is because it is massive. Uh, it is thirty. Uh, um, it's thirty two inches tall. Uh, which is actually taller than the uh, HasLab last year's HasLab uh, Sentinel, and it, it will not ship until August of next year because they got to put it in production. And uh, so it's not fourteen thousand; uh, it's fourteen thousand units, not fourteen thousand backers. It's a little mis misleading, but that is that is the HasLab. And then they uh, they also announced. And I'm going to probably go on a rant because for those that have followed me over the years, and eventually we're going to have all these episodes up on the channel, AKA clone Saga chronicles. But, uh, you, you guys know that I, I'm not a fan 
of uh, the High Evolutionary. Because oh my of, man, don't don't read X Men then right now because High Evolutionary is a villain right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, so, um, High Evolutionary. I I am so torn because I want this figure, but I I hate that it exists. And here's why I hate it that it exists. I wish there was more. MC, there, I wish there were other figures that were coming out. Um, as a Spidey fan, High Evolutionary. Most of the High Evolutionary stories involving. Uh, Spider-Man have never been good. If you read the new the new Warriors by Yost, it was not good. If you read um, Scarlet Spider Unlimited number one, not good. I would one- disagree about Yost's new Warriors. By the way, if you, ah, I liked it. If you watch Spider-Man Unlimited, it's not very good. Uh, Spider. Oh god, I like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited. I like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited. Get out of here! Get out of here! What? No, like I'll, I'll fight all you guys. Okay, Let's so. So when we do in this fall, when we do just do decide to do the um, the commentary series, me uh, and Paul are going to have to sit down and do and, and kind of debate Unlimited because I listen. I've I've tried to like it. I've tried to find redeeming qualities. I think the animation's great, but other than that, I'm, I'm it's, it just doesn't do anything. So anyway, Marvel Legends series retro high evolutionary. Uh, coming in on the classic, for those that uh, remember from the 90s, the Fantastic Four um, card backs from the 1990s cartoon. That's amazing. Huh? Uh, they are bringing those back. Now, they did this. Okay, so for the record, they did do this for Doctor Doom when they did the re-release of Doctor Doom because Doom was such a popular character because early last year they finally did a, a newer Doctor Doom looked fantastic and then people are like well i kind of want more of a classic doctor doom so then they did this retro card so this look i mean these look gorgeous uh they they also are doing the um the burn costumes so the white and blue costumes not the The only the only costumes in my opinion oh it's funny because a buddy of mine was like uh he hates these costumes, but for me, well, like, wrong. This, this is this is the the burn era. You know, the costumes were what I rem- what I grew up with. Uh, also, the, the uh, they also have a retro invisible woman where she's completely translucent. Uh, the 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 new four. So Reed comes with a lab coat. Uh, they've done a, a newer Johnny Storm. Johnny Super- comes on fire. <laughs> Johnny Storm's on top. Yeah, you, you can get Johnny Storm not on fire or on fire. Uh, the choice well, is yours. No, he's on fire. He's on fire in the first one, but he's less on fire. Yeah, he, he there's 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 flame effects with with Johnny, but uh, Sue Storm's face though is highly highly controversial right now. Um, <laughs> she lo- she looks derpy, man. Also, a brand new thing, which I really like the new thing. I wish he came with a trench coat. Um, and that, then, that that's the what if Iron Man, the, yes. the what the the what if Cap Iron Man thing, that looks yeah. really good. If a little yeah. plasticky, yeah, a little plasticky. But uh, and then they also just released Tigra. So for those that are trying to do their West Coast Avengers, uh, they did announce the Marvel Legends series Zombie Hunter, which is like Peter Parker meets Doctor Strange meets uh, Vampire. Like he's hunting. I don't. I don't know. I, like, it's a, he's it's Blade. A, he's, he's like Blade meets Doctor Strange meets Spider Man. It's yeah. 
Uh, so that that figure was released. So they they announced a few figures since last time we talked, but uh, and, uh, they also announced the three pack, which for those that decided to get the cannonball uh, that only had the blast effects, they finally went and gave him legs. So congratulations. <laughs> It's like whenever it's like whenever it's like whenever show. Hey, yeah. I'm not getting bad feedback, but I can mute if I need to. Yeah, that might be a good idea because I'm hearing myself in your speakers. I was also a little too close. Let me uh, lower that down a little bit. All right, so yeah, that's uh, that's the new latest Marvel Legends that came out. Um, oh, there's. So, all right, Reed should have come with the pocket vest from the Defalco Ryan FF run instead of a lap cap. Ah, yeah. Yeah. The news: Sue's new face is total fail in Hasbro's part. Uh, yeah, Paul. By the way, you sound really like you were in a hole. Um, Vinkman made a comment, so I don't know what it is. So, uh, anyway, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. By the way, okay. So, um, we are gonna we're covering seventy one first, correct? Yes, we are. All right. So issue seventy one of Amazing Spider Man. We are, we have what now? Four issues, three issues left. Counting Sinister War. Not Hang counting on. Sinister War. Can Zach? Can you mute real quick? I want to see if it's your mic on my end. Can you see his microphone now? Help for me fix. Oh, I think oh, it's Paul. It's, it's. I don't think it's me. Okay, I'm not the only hearing the feedback, am I? Yeah, I'm not I, I hear myself right in now. the background. I think it's Zach. Yeah, I'm not hearing any feedback. Are y'all hearing any feedback on me? No, yeah. Well, it's it's not feedback. It's I hear an echo. I'm hearing myself after I talk. Okay, let me do that, and maybe how's that? Um, hang on. Let's. Oh, it yeah. got worse. It got worse. Oh yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, it got worse. Worse. Oh, hang on. Oh, there we go. Much better. Oh, no, that's much better. No, no, I can't see. Studio. You flipping football. Oh, bye, Zach. Okay. Uh, I guess it's my show now. Uh, welcome, oh, to, welcome to one. Welcome to one more thing with Neil and Paul. One more. Th- I actually really <laughs> like one more thing. It's so genius. It's pretty genius. Well done, what, my friend. What well is done. it? It's my podcast, One More Thing, where we talk about one more thing every time we want to change the subject, one more thing. Anyways, Paul, did you read the new X-Men book? Really no, but I, I heard Hickman's going to Substack, so you can say goodbye to that whole that whole shenanigans. I honestly, I honestly, oh, hang on, it's back again. Oh, I don't think the I don't think the Krakoa status quo is going away. Oh no, it's still there. Oh boy. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna. I don't know. I think X Men is a mess right now, in my opinion. It's they've they've, they've jumped the shark. There's some really good books out there right now. I'm actually really well, liking what, this. I'm actually really liking this run, and that's coming from someone who, in retrospect, isn't really a huge fan of like the Hickman run being just world building. And then Sword's really good. There's like a cosmic mutant book. Yeah, you're. I, I've seen you praising that right now. 
that whole that whole shena- all the whole and thing. They got they got uh, Stefano Caselli as the interiors artist. Hmm. But hmm. um, I, there are a few books I want to go away. I don't like Excalibur, and I think Marauders is kind of worn out its welcome. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole series is is just way too. I just got way too big. I think if they downsize it a lot more, it'll be a lot more manageable. But I think like have, having a couple books, like maybe six at most, would be a good size. But they need to chill out. Like Wolverine can go. They just ended Children of the Atom today, so that's good. Because that was a nothing burger of a book. <laughs> but the the problem is that you know with Hickman being the architect and he started this whole thing, he's not really going to finish it. So it's just how about kinda... now? Okay, let's. Oh. Uh, okay, we're yeah. good now. No, I can't hear anything. Yeah, it's good. But um, I, I think I I think what they wanted to do is like they wanted to extend it pat like I assume there was like a three act structure in place. Oh, it's back again. Oh, it's back again. Okay, but there was a three act structure, and uh, I guess they kind of wanted to extend past that three act structure, just like you know, put it, lay out like a three or four year roadmap, and they've just kind of extended past it, and just kind of uh, not necessarily abandoned what they said in motion, but like taken the most essential parts and made it into its own thing. But we're not here to discuss uh, no Hickman books. We're here to talk no. about Spider-Man. Good Lord, I don't want to talk about Hickman books. Okay. Nah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm going to have to mute because my, my roommates are watching TV upstairs. You want me, so you want me to that, do the recap? Please. I mean, that because... was, I mean, that was kind of the plan anyways, but this is just kind of solidifying our decisions. Unfortunately. Okay, so uh, ASM seventy one, uh, Sinister War Part One. Okay, so I guess it's also called Sinister War Part One. Uh, written by Nick Spencer with art by what we'll call Good Federico and Bad Federico. Federico Vincentini is back as Good Federico, while Federico Sabatini uh, from ASM sixty five is Bad Federico. Uh, colors by Alex Sinclair. Uh, the book starts with, I guess, Peter's fighting the regular Sinister Six again, somehow. Um, Peter is doing his best to keep up, but, you know, all six all six of them uh, fighting against him. Uh, tides are, odds are hopeless. Peter gets blown out of the mausoleum and next mm. to a gravestone. Oh, what was that? No, I'm just, hmm. Is it better now? Uh, hang on. Let's do a couple tests. Test, 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 test. Okay. Okay, we're good. Sorry, sorry, everybody. So we'll edit that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope to edit that out. Yes. All right. That's it's staying in then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not. Other people. I will actually. I'm. I'm making a note right now in my notes app. So continue with your recap. So, anyways, um, MJ and Mysterio, having uh, absconded from the fight in, in Sinister War number one teleport to Quentin's old movie set, or his old props closet, uh, where everything began uh, when Mysterio used to think of this as sort of a simple bout of heroes and villains. Uh, And then he kind of talks about how he killed himself. Um, (laughs) He went to hell, and he kind of just lingered down there for a bit, and uh, he got approached by Harry Osborn in hell as he was being Prometheus against a rock. Uh, and so Kindred brings him back and, uh, going through all of the major events that have happened with, with Mysterio since, uh, he killed himself or brought himself back in front of the neighborhood, uh, which is just Spider-Man and, uh, 
the first issue of Spencer's run. That's all they care to recap. Um, but Quentin thought Kindred was just gone. Like, you know, he kind of held up his end of the bargain. Um, he kind of opened the door. He's the one who actually opened the door to the ultimate universe for him and Spider-Man, um, which I thought was a really neat kind of retcon of, or is it really retconning when you just kind of add things in there? I don't know. Yes and no. But anyway, I'd say no. I, I'm a no person on that, Neil, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, but it was actually also definitive. Like everything was subtext with Friendly Neighborhood, by the way, with, with uh, Peter David's run about, you know, Mysterio being an a, a agent of Mephisto um, or, or from hell. This was just and the official kind of this, confirmation this, this, of that. This this basically completely ties that into actual yes. This is this is that is the correct continuity. Yeah. So, um, anyways, like I said, Quentin kind of thought Kindred was going to leave him alone after this. But when he got captured in ASM number one and was put on trial, that was uh, him realizing, oh god, um, I'm not out of this yet. Uh, and so later on. Norman wakes up and uh, he gets a letter to visit uh, Drake Kennard, attorney at law. Uh, while he's there, Harvey Birdman gives him Mendel Strom's uh, will. Uh, and along with a gift of a key. And he says that he knows what it, what it would mean. And so Norman does know what it means and flies off to one of his European estates. Uh, hopefully there is not a Gwen there. Um. Yeah, I, I couldn't. <laughs> no, the um, Gwen that was there is Sarah. There we go. Okay. Sarah Stacy. It's probably the. I'm, I'm, I I know some people are saying like it's Mayday who's there, and I'm like that's that's not what it that's not it. You're wrong. Um. So, anyways, uh, MJ and Quentin go further into the prop closet and find a remarkably accurate. A therapist's room and it's revealed that um you know gwen went to therapy for or did i say gwen mj went to therapy after gwen died and it helped and so later um when harry died she went back to therapy and so he asks does the name sound familiar it was ludwig reinhardt so revealed, I guess it's revealed that Mysterio's been a therapist all along. So all of a sudden, Ugh. art change. Let's go. Bad Federico's up to, up to bat. I upset the dog. Why did you do that? I'm that sorry. was thematically appropriate. That was a sound effect for Bad Federico. <laughs> bad oh. Federico's Bad Federico drunkenly stumbles his way onto the set as uh, Carly and Harry are still in their uh, <sighs> super jail, wondering what they're gonna do, and um. Harry kind of reflects on how he's kind of done nothing to his family but fail them, talking about how uh, he died in how he died in Spec 200, and even though how much he tries to make things right, the Green Goblin or himself is still lurking in the shadows, making it worse. Uh, so, anyways, Carly gives him an inspirational speech to like, "We have to get out of here," and he's like, "Carly, the door is open. You could have just left whenever you want," and so they just leave. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in the ambulance from Spec 200, it's just sitting in a field. It's all rusted and stuff. It's sort of like the Thanos copter in Loki. Um, in in the Thanos copter ambulance, Kindred is mourning and reflecting on uh, how Peter let him die a hero, and how he doesn't feel that anymore. He want he doesn't feel anything at all. Uh, anyways, scene change again. Uh, 
did we ever leave bad Federico? No, we did not leave bad Federico. Bad Federico is still here and I kind of hate it. Um, MJ is wondering why she can't remember Ludwig Reinhardt. And um, he says, I know. And Quentin says that memories are tricky things and that he knows his own past with certainty, even though sometimes they lead you astray. And he apologizes and says he already knows how the story ends. Uh, and his big scene is approaching. And so MJ just stares out into the abyss, wondering where Quentin went. But Quentin's gone. And as Kindred appears to MJ, he says, it's just us now. To be continued. All right. So let's start. Uh, you got Soflo. He gave it an A. Let's start with... Um, let's start with Paul. What's your grade? Buckaroo. So I'm going to go with probably, I mean, again, I read it a while ago and I hadn't, I didn't have time to reread it, but I'm going to go with a solid, I think B plus the art is a little jarring. I I, I don't mind the art. It, it's fine, but it definitely makes it definitely kind of just when you're getting into the story, which we're getting a lot of obviously exposition and kind of backstory of, of where tying everything together. And I do love the, I do love the fact that, again, that Spencer's trying to bring in as much as he can to have it all make sense. Right. I, I love the, the, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man talk with having the whole Mephisto going to hell and, and tying that into the whole daredevil situation. And that was, that was great. So I love the fact that, the Mysterio's getting it's almost like he's trying to make Mysterio a little more sympathetic and a little more I don't know. There's I like where he's going with it. It's very interesting. I didn't even think about the idea that he was the, you know, again, the the counselor for MJ after Harry died. I do think it's interesting that uh they brought up the idea of of and I don't know if this was already a, a, an established thing, but of MJ going to the counseling after Harry died that one time or if he did die whatever and how like you know again i like, I like the fact that spencer's kind of bringing this up like, uh, this idea of finding support and and uh, outside of your own like friend circles and, and when you need it and i think that's really cool that he's kind of showing that you know as an example like someone as powerful and as strong as mj is emotionally i mean let's be real i mean she's one of the i think to, in my opinion one of the strongest characters uh emotionally in the mcu because look who she's married to she's you know her husband or partner uh, is, you know, risks his life all the time, and she has to deal with it. I'm, I'm through my reread right now, where uh, MJ reveals that you know, she knows she knew Spider-Man was uh, Peter Parker for a long, long time, and she said, like, the reason why I can never be with you is because I didn't want you risking. I couldn't think about risking your life all the time, how much that meant to me and how much that was hard on me. So I do love the fact that MJ knows her limitations. And I think that there's a sense of power in that and knowing where, how much you can handle, how much you can't. And I just, I don't know. She's such a, such a great character. I, I love Mary Jane. Um, but this was a great, a great issue because it, again, you're getting that exposition, but you're getting a lot of things filled in the, in the gaps. And you know, now again, we're, we already knew this was confirmed, but we're getting more confirmation of what exactly is going on how much hell is involved or hell or wherever that afterlife is, how much Mysterio was. It, it definitely is. He's being uh, affected and everything and how the very end with Kindred and MJ to me, it just, it just, it, I'll be, it'd be a disappointment if, if Kindred isn't somehow tied to one more day. It, it, it would be a complete upset the way, the way everything is handled right now. 
it would be a giant upset if it wasn't. I'll be bummed out if it's not because it seems like they're he's Spencer's done such a beautiful job of building up to this and and retconning this and bringing that back to marriage that I think that it just seems right and it just seems like the right thing to do. And with Spencer riding off in the sunset to Substack, uh, I just think that this would be perfect. So, yeah, I, to me, that's where it, came, it seems like we're going, and I, I'm super stoked, especially especially after uh, episode or issue one of Sinister War, obviously. So with that, and when, when you read Sinister War one and you read this issue, it feels like they're, they're it's that's where it's leading up to the fact that you know who is this entity that is obsessed with Peter Parker and everything. So yeah, it's it's great. I I I. It's, you know, art's a little jarring, but the story's still good. I know it's heavy on exposition, but I loved it. Um, to counteract your point, Paul, you said that like if they don't do like if they don't tie to Mephisto somehow, it's going to not be worth it. I think Spencer's kind of past that point of no return. Like he's pretty much conf- all but confirmed that Mephisto has something to do with this because of Sinister War. That's it. That was my point. I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, Neil, what's your grade? Um, I put it in the chat. I gave it an A minus. I know. Um, I, I, I know that, but I'm okay. trying to lead the um, conversation. <laughs> but, I'm to be the host, even though you're doing the recaps. <laughs> but um, I, I think the book's strongest point is kind of how Kindred, MJ, and Peter just kind of subplots are all tied together. Peter actually has, like I think, the least amount of screen time of any of the main characters of the, we'll call them the big three. Um, it's actually kind of weird seeing like Peter just kind of job to the Sinister Six um, and then he's just gone for the rest of the book because um, he'll be over in Sinister War. But um, there are good, very strong character stuff with both MJ and Kindred. Uh, and I even say Mysterio gets a bit of time to shine, uh, but I kind of tie him as like a sub character to Kindred. Um, I wasn't, I don't really care about the, um, uh, the Carly Harry stuff even though it's pretty plot relevant. And then maybe because of the art, I've made a joke about good Federico and bad Federico. Um, and the tonal whiplash that comes up between those two uh, pieces between those two artists is so severe because um, on one hand, you've got Federico Vicentini kicking ass with like his high, his high dynamic kinetic action sequences and um, his way of movement. And then you've got Federico Sabatini, who looks like uh, he got a horrible Spice Girls cartoon and then uh, put Spider-Man characters in there. Um, so it, it just feels like Sabatini's really drags the grade down. But like the character work in Vicentini's work is absolutely fantastic. Um, not really a whole lot to say because I don't think it really moves the plot along a whole lot. It's mostly just kind of filling in the gaps and confirming what we already know or what we already guessed because we didn't know it, but we kind of guessed it well ahead of time. Um, I'm not a fan of Alex Sinclair's coloring. Yes, I know it's a meme for me to clown on colorists, but I think that Alex Sinclair is not a good colorist for uh vicentini's artwork it just doesn't fit for me tonally also just comes across as really um artificial like he kind of just slaps gradients everywhere and calls it a day so yeah i know i'm my grade's a bit higher than i really think it should be but i think that the pros severely outweigh the cons even though there's more cons i think listed so i'm sticking with my guns and giving it an a minus 
That's it. All right. So, Brian, what's your grade? Brian, okay. there. That's that was a that was a great analysis, by the way. I, I, Brian, you really knocked it out of the park. Oh, was there. I muted that whole time? You were mm -hmm. muted the whole time. Oh, yeah. I told a really clever joke. Oh, let me go back into it. My 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 thing that I said was I I agree with Neil that our audio listeners should should read our private chat, and we shouldn't have to say the grade out loud. <laughs> um, I said I said B minus. I think I might be on a different curve than you guys because I thought it was it was fine. Which is like a B minus. Um, it's a very dizzy book, and I think it would have been better, especially because there's a second book going on at the same time. If it focused a little bit more narrowly, it seems like the book is almost entirely about Mysterio and MJ, and it's like leading to at some point Mysterio is going to have to make some big sacrifice, right? Yeah. In other words, why would they build him up as a sympathetic character? Which which is fine. I do have a dumb question, though, as I was listening to you guys. Why would Mysterio dress up as a therapist and give therapy to MJ after Gwen died? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, it's like Norman could have told him, right, oh, I, I guess. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm okay with it being being a thing. Uh, but no, you're you're right. I but I I, I the 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 psych psychiatrist thing. I think that goes back to like the Lee Ditko run, and I wish we had Adam here right now because he would be able to like immediately. It's yeah, it it up. is. It's 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 an issue like nineteen. It's it's like it's it's uh from if I remember correctly. So it's it is a deep cut, and it is the fact that. You know where it also think about the the third Green Goblin, right? There was oh the Bart Hamilton, counselor. yeah, Bart. yeah. So yeah. I mean, so it's I feel it's kind of all those things. But Brian, you bring up, bring up a great point that how why so why would he be interested in MJ's like counseling? That is that is an interesting point. I, I maybe it's a red herring. I don't know. Um, excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, I. I Continue, Brian. I'll let you. I'll let you finish your thoughts. And then I want to disagree. I forget which one of you said it that it's that it's like nice that she has therapy. In almost every Marvel comic book where there's a therapist, it, it boomerangs on the character. The the arc is always bad because when the characters show vulnerability, then the then the writer pounces and, and tries to up the stakes. There's like nobody who goes to therapy and doesn't wind up like a brainwashed villain there with their files in the hands of the government or. Or something, and this was just another example of that. So I was, I didn't like that that much. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I see your point, but at the same time, there's other times. You know, to me, it, it feels like other times it works. Like for instance, when in the superhero uh, uh, kind of uh, thing where all, everyone has that that uh, distinct uh, hidden identity, and they kind of they talk about their the the person they're worried about or whatever that Carly Cooper introduces MJ to. Oh, lookups, yeah. Yeah, sorry, lookups. Yeah, I, I love that. It's stuff like that. I think. You, but don't you, you have, think that that's going to turn out to be like a secret hydra cell? I'm convinced. I, I actually, I, I'm. I think this laid in. I think it's being played completely straight. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, okay. and, 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 and Brian, here's the other thing. You're, you're absolutely right. But here's the thing: we're, we're in comics. You have to have drama. So I mean, it, that. So it's kind of a two way thing. Like you're right. So you, you know, you shouldn't always have consequences for being vulnerable. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we're also in. 
it's it's drama. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you gotta wait. You gotta, you gotta balance it a little bit better. I agree, but you gotta. You know, it's it's what it is. I guess it's. But it's, it's not, not. It's not true that every time they eat a hot dog, they get food poisoning. I mean, they just. Well, you can. You can. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that because like like Paul said, it's it's the Marvel universe, the universe where um Norman Osborn comes back from the dead and kills Peter and MJ's child and then ships the body across international waters. <laughs> so yeah. well, I, I think I think doing anything has kind of those kind of consequences when you're a comic book. Right, didn't right, didn't they right. reveal that the international waters was just an actress though? The, the, was, interna- yeah. the international oh. waters was uh, not an actress, but it was uh, a cat. Okay, um, that's what they revealed that that Allison Monogram was taking care of a cat. Um, wow, but like, but but I do Thanks, appreciate Bob. like Bob but, Harris. But but I, I guess to be a bit more serious, I I do appreciate characters getting help. Like one of the mm-hmm. things that I think has. Paul and I have talked about Silk before, but one of the things I consistently enjoy about the Silk character and a consistent theme across her series is the kind of never... You don't really ever get over your trauma and you have to consistently seek help for it and not just try and push it away. And her consistently going to therapy in, in, in her book, I think, is emblematic of good mental health practices that I think in a world where... New York gets literally blown over 20 different times a year and they somehow rebuild it back to the exact way it was. Um, I, I think damage I think, control. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at one point you just got to say, okay, let's pack it up and ship to Mars. Let's go folks. <laughs> we yeah, got spacecraft. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but I think that um, encouraging good mental health practices through characters like MJ and silk are, beneficial even if you go through the idea of like well they're doing it they're doing it but they also uh they're mysterios stealing her see her therapeutic information and doing it to screw her over the long run um i feel like that's just kind of something they had to do to like tie in the loop yeah. with renhart personality in there somehow yeah and, and again, it, it's it's the the only thing I, I I think that needs to be explained is why is she telling why is Mysterio inter- interested in MJ? Unless there's more to Mysterio than even we even realize that he's more even tied. Which, to be honest, wouldn't be shocked because think about this in this whole book. Um, uh, obviously, Mysterio has you know he has ties to everybody, and he's and again the way that they're playing him off of is that he is connected almost to everybody. The way he's connected to MJ, it's just weird. So, and maybe. I don't know. I think there is going to be some, there's got to be some explanation. I hope, hopefully, you know, Spencer does that before he heads out. I know it's kind of a weird plot hole. It's it, not, well, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. I think, I think by the time we get to the end of Sinister War and we get to, you know, uh, his finale, his grand finale in, in issue um, 74, um, because we know that's going to be a big giant issue. We know that's going to be a thick boy. We know that that's going to be one of those that's going to be a, a big, giant-sized finale. Damn, uh, boy, he's thick. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be uh, – yeah. So I haven't given my grade yet. Let me give uh, mine right quick. And uh, I give it a B plus. so I'm going to blow myself up for a minute. It's weird, it's weird having the highest grade. <laughs> uh, I had a B plus. I had yeah. an A-minus. 
Uh, oh, 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 you did, you did, you did. So, for me, the artwork drug it down a bit. I, I enjoyed the story. I, I think the story was very well crafted and executed. However, I think that the story also, um, it it felt like ASM was a bit of the B title, and I'm not hating that. It's just. Uh, I'm glad we're getting to me. This is far better executed than what we've seen in the past. And I, and I bring up clone conspiracy because it, this is, that was a very prominent example where the main story was clone conspiracy and ASM was like these extended, you know, here's a scene in clone conspiracy here, here, see the whole entire scene. We're going to take a, use one scene to take up an entire issue. Um, which was not good, uh, by the way, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I I don't love the cover. Uh, uh, sorry, Brian Hitch's covers don't do anything for me. The Bagley covers, I feel like, are better in Sinister War. I think I think they're more thematically relevant. Like, uh, with, with Brian Hitch, you just got like generic action scenes. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I like the cover. I mean, obviously, I wish it was Bagley drawing. Uh, the good Federico, uh, I I really enjoyed. The bad Federico, I was like, eh, okay, it's it, it's kind of bland. Um, but you know, like I say, overall, give it a B B plus. Uh, what give us give us your grades in the comments. Uh, ASM twenty first or twenty four was the first appearance uh, of Mysterio as Ludwig Reinhardt. So thank you to Vakeman for clarifying that in our comments. Do, do we do we want to take a second to pull up some other comments? Just you know. Yeah, we can do that right quick. Uh, all right. What also, do you I, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, uh, so, all right, let me go. Uh, Vinkman says he's looking forward to my new Spidey office. Hopefully my legends will be more visible in the background. Uh, that's, that's a, that is a plan there, Vinkman. Uh, hey, Recapper, are you, what are you baking your spider meal for tonight? Um, well, I, actually, I actually wanted some chocolate cake tonight. I, I decided not to just because, you know, chocolate cake is really bad health-wise. So I just chose for a bag of chips and a Gatorade. There you go. Uh, Parker, uh, Matt Bird says, I hope that they will not be making a toy figure of Sue Storm from that time when she had the boob window, four window from Marvel Legends. They, re they really want her to be Power Girl back then. Oh, boy. Um, and now, <laughs> like, people actually buy shirts now that have boob windows, and I just don't understand it. Um... Vigman didn't have any problems with the echo on his end. Uh, and SoFlo gave it an A. So, oh, also, puppos. Always, always fun to have the puppos. Don't, don't, don't worry. Um, I won't do any loud banging noise that'll rile him up this time. All right. I don't, so, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any, like, dramatic need for it. Well, I appreciate that. All right. So, here we go. I think we're, we're getting to the second issue of the night. Uh, Sinister War number two. Recapper. Recap this okay. fun. Epic. Okay, so because we can't because no one can finish a book on their own nowadays, we now have two writers and three artists and uh oh Jesus. No, we have four artists. Yeah, and there's four artists. Five inkers. But, but one yeah. but one but one colorist, so we're good on that front. Um, so Nick Spencer and Ed and Ed Brizen are the writers. Uh, Mark Bagley, uh, Diogenes Neves, 
Carlos Gomez, and Zay Carlos are our pencilers. And Andrew Hennessy, John Dell, Andy... Oh, God, it's John Dell. God, shoot me. Um, Andy Owens, Carlos Gomez, and Zay Carlos are Your inkers. hatred for John... One of these days, I'm just going to bring John Dell in and be like, why do you... <laughs> I'm just going to have the two of you sit in the room. I, will, like, just, I will throw a battering at him. <laughs> <laughs> all right and and brian reber is the colorist shock of all shocks i actually think brian reber does a really good job at this issue but that's getting ahead of ourselves so Otto has spontaneously gained weight since sinister war number one uh and uh after that um depal peter runs in peter gets thrown into a gravestone uh and talked about how he's how being an optimist isn't turning out so well for him and uh, he gets assaulted by the Casino Royale Brigade. Uh, uh, they're actually called the Wild Pack. I don't care. The Casino Royale Brigade sounds way cooler. Okay, all right. Casino Royale Brigade. But anyway, I just want to let everybody know they're called the Wild Pack. Is that actually what they're called? Or yeah, it's in the, according to the recap page, yes. Oh, uh, oh really? Well, that's yes. too bad. Um <laughs> Wild Pack, uh, for those that don't know, Wild Pack is the was the mercenary team that uh, Silver Sable used in the nineties. So still is, continue. isn't it? Technically, I think so, I think so, and I think because of the foreigners' influence, that's why he's able to use the name. He stole the so. copyright when he, he stole the copyright when he broke up with Sable. There you go. All um, right. So any, so anyways, he's accosted by the um, by the Casino Royale Brigade. Which consists of Foreigner, Chance, Jack-O-Lantern, Taskmaster, Black Ant, and Slide. And um, the idea is Spider-Man doesn't leave this graveyard alive. And Peter says, look, no one's dying here today. Certainly not at the hands of Slide. Which was a great joke on Spencer's part. Um, and Peter's trying his best, but he's get again, he's getting beaten up from all sides. And as Foreigner's putting the gun to his head... For no reason, we cut away to a flashback from by Carlos Gomez, where the Casino Royale Brigade is uh, raiding an armored truck. Uh, when suddenly a giant black void spawns centipede out of it and drags him into the abyss. Uh, this is going to be a recurring theme because as we show every uh, important team in this book, we're going to get a recap page by Carlos Gomez showing how they got into the graveyard for the confrontation. I think they even don't they also show one for the Savage Six as well. Okay. Yes, that's great. Um, so Peter's tr Peter is about to get a bullet in the head. He's going to get uh, CIA'd when uh, Overdrive uh, zooms in on his motorcycle and uh, saves him. The superior foes give Overdrive cover as they run away, and Hydro Man drown tries to drown the Casino Royale Brigade. Uh, for some reason, Shocker now has electricity gauntlets, and he shocks the water to uh, defeat them. Another flashback, and uh, Hydro Man's reminiscing about how the foes are back, baby, even though he was never part of the team to begin with, something that Speed Demon points out. And Boomerang's thinking about, you know, this is maybe a little low brow for us, rescuing Carly Cooper. Uh, pretty sure she was friends with Gwen Stacy back in the day, but that's not important. Um, and even though he, but overdrive says, I'm going to pay you. Just help me find Carly. And he says, fine, but where is she? And then they disappear. They get sent to the shadow realm. Um, back in real, back in the present, uh, 
the the foes and the the foes and the Casino Royale Brigade are fighting each other uh, as Overdrive makes his getaway, and uh, they eventually get uh, I guess tripped over by I don't even know what that is. I guess that's just the quick drying cement. I don't know. But surprise, surprise, it's the Sinister Syndicate. Or is it just the Syndicate? I don't know. The Syndicate, yeah. Um, and eventually they team up. <laughs> they Electro beats up. I, I know I used to do She-Electro, but I'm just going to call her Electro for expediency's sake. Electro uh, knocks out Overdrive with a lightning blast and says, this is what you get for signing on with Boomerang. Uh, and so the Syndicate's making a run for her... Uh, Something I actually really like is that Peter's spider sense goes off, but he can't ignore it, and it's actually kind of relevant for the next page. Basically, he's on—he's being attacked on all sides, and he's again getting surrounded. And Taskmaster says, "Stick around for a minute, meet our newest member." And Peter is shanked in the back by Anna Kravenoff. Oh yay! Anna's back. In, in, in fairness, it actually—it it makes sense because we'll talk about it later. But it, yeah. it, thematically, it makes sense considering her place in this arc or not in this arc but in spencer's run but uh back at the uh back at the progressive workspace for female supervillains um craven anna is getting drafted into the syndicate by beetle and um they're and they're basically infighting with each other more than ever about their motives and what's going on when they also get dragged into the shadow realm by centipedes as well. So then drastic art change, uh, one, one drastic art change later. <laughs> um, Sorry. After, after, uh, he's re reacting to a live comment saying five anchors, four, two, four artists, two writers and a partridge in a pear tree. But Soflo gave it an A. So, but a, but after an aggressive art art team change, uh, everyone wakes up in I guess the same jail cell as uh, I guess the, it's the mausoleum, and they all begin fighting each other because no one knows who to blame first. So, um, Kindred comes in, breaks up the fight, and Taskmaster's like, "It's Daddy McDedderson, dead of, of the Massachusetts McDedersons. Uh, time to die." Um, and then Kindred. I guess essentially snaps his fingers and all the all the villains stop start reeling over in pain because I guess he stuck centipedes in their ears or something. It's sort of like um what's that one thing where everyone where they get like worms in their ears and then they all die? I don't remember. I guess it's like the brain worms from Star Wars. You know what I'm talking about, right? Paul, I can't hear you. You muted yourself. You mean Star Trek? Yes, the 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 bluegills, yeah. the the, yeah, the ones you. from the conspiracy episode. Thank when you. When they all get earwormitis. Yeah. Um. But Kindred's like, okay, so here's the deal. I'm gonna bring Spider-Man here. You're all gonna kill him for me. Sound good? Okay. Bye, guys. Um. And so, meanwhile, I guess the Sinister Six and the Savage Six also join the fight as the issue ends. So, okay, that's it. To be continued and to be continued. In so ASP. I would be using my soundboard if we weren't having all the audio issues earlier, but I would have been dun 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 and then dun 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 dun. dun. Why did I do Doctor? Why did I do the Doctor Evil theme? That I I don't know. All right, so start off with Brian. Brian, your grade. Um, I didn't write it in the secret chat. 
I guess say like like D D plus. Is that a, is D that a grade? plus? Wow! This, this book made me very angry in the way that I haven't been aggravated by a comic book in a while. See, this like, is why I liked having Brian on here because he, he gives a very differing opinion. <laughs> it's it's a lot of action, but it all seems like pointless action, and there's no focus on anything. And like the big reveal is that Kindred is in charge. And it's like yes, because that's how it's been since Nick Spencer started. So I don't know what what it is that's so interesting about it. Well, I'll, I'll just. I'll push back on that a bit. We knew that Kind we know that Kindred's been on top, but like we didn't know how exactly these teams folded into the mix. Like we, we kind of exactly. knew the, these teams were there, but they had no allegiance to Kindred before now aside from the Sinister Six. So mm -hmm. knowing so knowing why they're working for Kindred now is kind of important mm -hmm. plot wise. Yeah. Why? Well, because otherwise they're just sitting in a mausoleum waiting for Spider Man to be there yeah. so he can attack. And why are they all there? Yeah, what if he just like wrote them an email said, "Please kill Spider-Man to kill the Kindred"? <laughs> I would have been perfectly fine. I, I don't. I don't need any more explanation than that. Uh, I'll uh, give you each five dollars for the head of Spider-Man. Yeah, something but, like that. I, I I do think this could have eased. They could each page with each team could have easily been like one page. I think that's that's a fair criticism. Like they spend too much page time on each yes. team member. Well, and it's just there are so many characters. Like you have Electro and and female Electro and. Uh, Dr. Octopus and Lady Dr. Octopus and like all these guys could be doing things if they're going to be here, but they're, but they're just, they're just bodies. Um, and it just seems like a, like a total waste. Like why were they building up towards the sinister war in the back of each comic book for, for weeks? If the whole point is actually they're all interchangeable villains. Well, we don't but know but, that but, yet, but, but, but they're not. Each team clearly has their own motivation. Exactly. For yeah. Spider-Man. So, so yeah, I mean, the car is red, the car is blue. Well, but that that feels kind of bad faith when like they each have their own motivation for killing yeah. Spider-Man. Um, they each have their own use, their own unique skill set to bring to the fight. So while some of them may be redundant within their own team, they provide a unique, they provide a certain utility to the group. Yeah. So 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 how I, I, I'll, I'll jump in. How I've interpreted it is is that this is like. Spencer established the, the the syndicate being different. He's brought back the classic Sinister Six, so he's been trying to fix all the problems with the fact that the Sinister Six haven't been relevant in a while. He's brought a, the he's done a Sinister B list right with Tarantula, Stegron, oh, the Savage, the Savage Six, yeah, the Savage Six, yeah. Vulture, and stuff like that. So now now, now that like these two. Of course, they were a big, big part of the MJ book too. So you know, all that kind of thematically ties in with with uh, the Mysterio stuff too. So seeing that, um, I kind of get it. This is definitely, I I agree on one thing, Brian, and, and maybe you, you know, we're kind of thinking the same thing. The problem I have with this issue is it very much felt like middle part syndrome. Where, okay, we we had part one, part two kind of meanders, and it just kind of feels like a way a bit of a waste of time. And so I completely agree with you that why why did we have this? Well, just spectacle for spectacle's sake. Right. It's like okay, we got to do this big big epic finale, and so I can I, I don't disagree with you. I, I wouldn't give it. 
as low of a grade. I mean, I give it a B minus um, because I enjoyed, especially especially the parts of, with Bagley I enjoyed. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I I do understand it. All right, recapper, what's your uh, what's your grade? So I'm giving I'm giving a straight B. No no pluses, no minuses, no little frills on the side. Um, like I I actually do agree with Brian that the issue kind of grinds the plot to a halt. Um, you, you know, we, you know, there's a bit, there's a big fight scene and like, there's a lot of impressive choreography on Bagley's part, yes. but, um, I don't think we needed this many pages dedicated to like, I, I get, I kind of spend like a, a whole minute explaining to Brian why I think it's not worth a D plus, but I, I do understand his argument that like, we, we didn't need this many pages dedicated to, uh, all these teams like you could have easily had all of these pages at the front like all, all the all the all the sinister team pages at the front and that probably would have made it flow a bit better like spence this is one of the few times spencer's like i'm gonna reveal more context later things kind of comes back to bite him in the ass because mm-hmm. it kind of gr- it, it grinds the book's pacing to a halt in order to do a little flashback um there was some good comedy bits. Um, I, I like I said the the uh, I'm not dying at the hands of slide was a good meme. That was a, um, that was a good one. That was good. I I do think Anna Kravenoff kind of came out of nowhere, even though she makes sense given like it's the feminist syndicate. Yeah, um, yeah and, I agree. And and she's kind of just been MIA from the book since issue sixteen. I don't think she needed to come back. It felt like she was mostly just there for shock value. Yeah, I needed some explanation. I assumed it was she porcupine. That was the best that I could figure out. Oh no, I think the visual cues. No, no, she. So, so I, I gotta mention this because Vinkman made a joke about this. Is a very old joke. <laughs> okay, so, um, good friend of the show, Crazy Chris, guy used to be known as Crazy Chris. He was a front page reviewer on the Spider-Man Crawl Space. And he had dubbed her Skittles the Penny Hooker whenever her first appearance came out because of the fact that she had rainbow-colored hair for reasons. And uh, that all eventually went away. But uh, So that that's how she became that particular moniker. And so every time I see her, I still think of that. Uh, so that's why Brinkman brought it up. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I wasn't gonna ha- I wasn't gonna bring it up, but then I was just gonna ignore it. But you know, but yeah, um, Anna Craven's appearance was completely random. Um, probably my least favorite part of the issue. And I don't I don't have the particularly visceral dislike of Anna Cravenoff that everybody else does, mostly because yeah. I was I was kind of still understand learning how to understand comic books when I was able to. Underst- when I was growing up, I, I didn't like in my thirties coming with uh, Anna Kravenoff on the on the on the on the mind, right, right, right. So I don't have. I'm I'm more apathetic to her presence. Um, regardless, I, I do think this book had some serious pacing issues, especially after the really high octane. You know, bam, 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 bam. Let's get it. Let's let's get going. That we had with uh, Sinister War number one. This feels really, really slow by comparison. But by, but all the art is really good, except for like a couple of pages. It's it's those ones where they like wake up after they get sent to the Shadow Realm. 
Yeah, yeah, those, those are those are yeah, they're those are really those uh, are the roughest pages. I wish Bagley, pages. I wish Bagley would have drawn all those all the pages, but but I understand. And, and I'm and, and it's kind of worrying because like it was recently revealed that um, Vicentini isn't doing seventy two. It's the Chameleon Conspiracy team. Mm. Uh, all of them. It's Ferrera, um, Ferrera Gomez. Gomez, Carlos, and I think Iguara. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, is it is it scripting? Is it uh, yeah, or is it last minute? It, it just feels like it, I, it just it just feels like you know artistically this arc is becoming incredibly inconsistent, especially because I was promised Vicentini and I like Vicentini. I want Vicentini. I don't want Ferrera. I, I know people really want Carlos Gomez, but I want but I don't I want the artistic Gomez doing it all. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, but but I want artistic consistency within the arc. I don't want the arc team to just derail halfway through, not even halfway through like the first issue, the first two issues, it just derails and becomes a completely different art team. Yeah, I agree. Paul. I'm going to give this book, uh, probably a, a B. Uh, I, I haven't really had a lot of issues. Everyone else's has. I, the only thing I would say for this series, this, this book specifically is yes, it's a little bit of a mess and that Spencer is throwing all the characters in, but at the same time, it's called Sinister War for a reason. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. I didn't realize there was going to be three separate Sinister factions with the Syndicate, Sinister Six, and the Savage Six. And I, I do think it's interesting. It's fun the fact that you have the whole idea of the again the original Sinister, Sinister Syndicate with Boomerang and Shocker and Hydro Man. So you almost have four, in, you know, in you know inter. Uh, basically you know teams you know all fighting against each other and some of them are obviously fabricated by two of them are or half of the teams or i guess are fabricated by spencer himself but they're all an homage to again the the, the clear idea of the whole sinister uh, aspect of the savage six did that whole six or kind of grouping I, I think it's interesting and cool and i like the idea that it's an excuse for kindred to get all these different people together and have them have different uh motivations and like neil said yeah it, it it definitely is a lot of characters and it's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people may not love that idea but at the same time it's it's kind of what we signed up for i mean this is this is basically an, an excuse to get all these different characters together and i like the the um i always forget her name the uh, i the the daughter of craven's character when she came out of nowhere i'm like oh yeah cool she's in it awesome like i I never had the hatred. I mean, for a lot, like a lot of people, or a lot of people, unlike me, hated the character. I thought she was fine. I, you know, I thought she's better than her brother. To be honest, uh, I didn't. I never was never a fan of, of you know, the Grim Hunter. And I think mainly because I realized because everyone was trying to tiptoe around the Craven story. So, you know, and they go, "Well, let's introduce a daughter." So I, they try to respect the the amazing story of, of obviously, um, you know, uh, Craven's Last Hunt, but. You know, they just failed, you know, trying to, you know, they eventually just brought him back. So I, I like the idea of bringing her back. So it's not a mess. I say B because I'm still enjoying the story, and that's why I gave it a B. If I wasn't enjoying the story, it might be a C, maybe a C minus. And no offense, Brian, I have no idea. D for this book is like, wow. I mean, I've, I've, I've read D books, and I've, in my opinion, I've only even close to this. But yeah, that's yeah. What they put I, all the chess pieces on the board and then they just slam together and it's like, oh, well, but, but yeah, it's a disappointment. But you're expecting like all of it to come like after two yeah. issues, you're expecting it to just all like suddenly 
end now yeah. or but why put all the chess pieces on the board so it's you just, can just do to show me your so pieces you, yeah so you, so you can yeah. do something with them later yeah, <laughs> yeah they're exactly. not gonna do yeah. anything later well, this well, is the this is know, the well, third time that spencer has done this it's also why it's tedious he did it at the end of superior foes he did it during that craven arc he just said here are all the animal villains and he in that one he did it right because he had an issue that was just the gibbon and that well, was interesting well hey I love the I love I love the end of I love the ending of um uh, of of, of the, a Craven story. I love that one. That's but it was clear point. somebody people were spotlighted and people were in the background. But this is just like well, I get it. Well, yeah, but like half half of the hunted side issues weren't good though. So that, you, that's what, true. What do you say about yeah, that's that true. sport? Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm only telling you the good one was good. I don't I don't remember the other. No, things. the given the given one I think is still one of Spencer's best issues right. ever. Absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm just saying that like, you know, um but uh, we're two we're two issues in and you're expecting like everything to be resolved like now and uh, well, I, that's that's how I took it. But so no, no one has mentioned that Spider Man died in this issue, or or at least they make it seem that way. Well, yeah, I, I think it's a fake out. He's not dead, dead. He just got stabbed. He got stabbed. He got stabbed. He survived. He survived like fifty vermin, like clawing at his yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> he's I, okay. I, I, oh, it, it's I like think, it's like Princess Bride. He's mostly dead. It's it's uh, for the, it was it was a dramatic page for the surprise of of Anna showing up. It was. Yeah, it, yeah. he'll be he'll be he'll be okay. Which was later. which was okay. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it wasn't okay, because I. I I oh good lord um bye Zach so, <laughs> okay. just fell out of the, out of the frame uh but yeah Zach no went, I, Zach went I, to the shadow I, realm with the <laughs> yeah um did I, did I give a grade I think yeah you gave it a B okay so man uh that that was that was a wide wide grade and Brian I, I want you to come back on next episode because I want to I want to I want to see how things measure up next time. Uh, well, you, yeah. you just—you guys are all wrestling fans. This is <laughs> oh, this no, is I'm like the wrestling fan. Oh, just you? Just me. Okay. Yeah. This me. is this is like the end of Raw when they're running over. And it's like everybody hits the ring. It's like oh. Okay. <laughs> and then we all like we all do that move where like you, where you jump up and then kick someone. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the it's like. <laughs> It's the over the raw overrun. Right, exactly. Like, I jump off the ring and I round, I jump off the ring and I roundhouse kick Brian. Oh God, no! Oh, oh Paul, why, Paul, why do you look like perpetually confused? I just wrestling's not my thing. Paul never has understood wrestling. So, like when no, I that's... make the, when I would make the wrestling references on other podcasts, like Paul would be like, I, I, I just tuned out at that. I point. mean, I know a little bit. I used to watch. I mean, I mean, I know DX and all that stuff, but you know. Oh, okay, you know nineties, nineties. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and in in late eighties. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, rest, you, some could argue that it since the night it hasn't been good since the nineties. But uh, yeah, um, sorry guys, I, I just didn't want to go terribly. Wait, terribly hang on, I want to ask. I want. I want to ask Brian what he thinks of the art because I think that our that our grades factor in the art, but we didn't hear yeah. anything about art from. Brian and I'm yeah. I almost of, never care about the art. It has to be really you strange fool. for me to notice. That's crazy. I just uh, I, I wish I wish I had your yeah Ditko tier objectivism. <laughs> Ditko tier objectivism. Like like when you tell me that there are multiple artists, I say I had no idea. Re really? Yeah. You you couldn't wow. tell? Like you couldn't? Are are that you is, blind? No. Oh God! Don't don't no. 
That's insulting. <laughs> I know I don't think he's blind, but dude, uh, what? Um, no, you, I. How do you I, not I get... tell the difference between Bagley and Gomez? Which one has the hat again? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Like like there are some people out there legitimately they they're just reading the story and and the art doesn't take them out of it. And I understand and Brian's one of those people. So I, I completely understand. For me, the art is contingent upon my enjoyment. If I have bad artwork, it takes me out of the story. Um and, and I'm not saying that there was terrible art throughout this, but the fact that we had, you know, <laughs> four five artists. artists. Five artists, four anchors, partridge and paratroopers, as as Vinkman so eloquently put it, you know, five anchors, four artists, two writers, and a partridge and a pear tree. Um, what did Brison yeah. do? Like, I don't know what he did, and that's it, maybe maybe it was Spencer's plot, and Brison was doing the script. I don't know. It, it does worry me that we're sort of phoning it in right here at the very end of the of, of it, uh, and I'm hoping that that won't be the case moving forward, but. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's, it's it's not. It's not like Rosenberg phoned it in during like the la- the dot lr issues, but right. it just. It, but it's like kind of like a raising an eyebrow that like you know Spencer was doing everything by himself the first couple of issues of this, and now all of a sudden, well, it was Spencer and Bagley, and then Vicentini kind of, but then like all of a sudden we're getting like all these different fill-ins, and that's kind of worrying for me. Agreed. Uh, can I? I, I, I will say this about I, I think the one problem I have with this, and I think maybe Brian, I, I kind of understand a little bit what you're saying, is I think that Spencer is trying to jam a lot in the last this last half a year, and I think there I, I sense that especially now with the whole Substack thing that he's gonna be leaving, I yeah. think that's what we're getting we're getting a lot of compression into like a short amount of time and so he's got to like really he's ramping it up i now granted i don't think it's been that bad personally but i could see where that is kind of jarring for people especially with like uh, clone conspiracy or uh, clone conspiracy oh my god no uh i'm sorry uh chameleon conspiracy whatever it is yeah i i think that once that and sinister war were back to back i went this is strange like this is kind of abnormal and so i think almost as if Spencer jump, you know, getting a great opportunity caused him to go. Oh, I'm not gonna go, 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 go. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because I, I don't because honestly, guys, do you really think that Sinister War would be a miniseries if it was if he wasn't doing that? I feel well, like it would just be a regular amazing title. Yeah, I was kind of, I, agree. I, I kind of, I kind of had this thought back when Absolute Carnage first came out, and I think it was kind of confirmed when they went behind the scenes on it. Like, it was supposed to just be a Venom arc, but then editorial yeah. kind of came in and jammed it into an event book well um, i mean because because you gotta have a summer, at that. well you gotta have a summer event and it's yeah. just it's just the way marvel operates now and it's the it's the marketing department going hey you know we can get a shiny new number one and i think it ended up being the number one i think uh sinister war was like top five on direct market orders so and I, and i do and i and i do want to point out this this isn't exactly something that's new for spencer i think that just he's higher profile now so it's a lot more noticeable like he right. did this he did this a lot more naturally in superior foes where the drama had more time to build up to its really rushed conclusion and it made sense because Sin- superior foes was a weird wacky book but yes. you, but you saw this in secret empire and consequently captain america where um all the titles were kind of all the cap titles were merging into one book 
and then like at the end of Sin at the end of Secret Empire, like everything's happening. Like Spencer's like, "Whoa, gotta do it! Let's gotta do it! Whoa, Cap Captain Iron Man suit, Cosmic Cube, let's go! Whoa!" And um, after that seizure, uh... it, 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 it's a it's a very <laughs> similar issue, and this is something that we talked about, you know, a few months ago. Um, one of my biggest gripes about the predecessor of Spencer was that his inability to stick the landing on a finale. And while I think, you know, 801, 800 was probably a really good, probably the best he'd ever done in sticking a landing. Um, there's a lot of stuff between now and the next two months that's coming out. And, and it's just, it's going to be very, very interesting. And how how are we going to wrap this up? One, how are we going to make it to where it sets up for Spider-Man Beyond? That you know, how is Ben Riley going to get introduced and involved in the free comic day issue? <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the specifics. But I have already read the the free comic book day issue. Um, I can just tell you that there's not much. We'll talk about it more next episode. I think. Um, I think we have to, because by that point it's going to be out. But um, there's not much to it, unfortunately. So, but um, what was the point I was making about? Um, but but yeah, Spencer. I think. It's just kind of a problem of his. Like he he tends to write in this really like slow burn style, and this is the longest. I, I think this is the longest book he's ever done, oh. and so it's that. That's something I think. I, I, unironically, I think looking back, I think Slot had not better pacing, but his pacing I think had a bit better flow than Spencer's. Where like ev or in the big, th in, there are some event like his event books. Slot's pacing is awful. But like there are some arcs of his that I think have a bit better pacing than, Spen yeah. than Spencer's. Where Spencer's feel like, okay, we're gonna slow burn these first two issues, and then we're gonna like wrap up the third issue. Um, I, see, I, I I disagree. I think Slots was always breakneck speed, and never, and then throw everything at you, and it kind of became overwhelming at times. Whereas with Spencer, it feels like it's there's a bit more methodical nature to it. Um, this couple issues notwithstanding, the last few issues notwithstanding. So we'll see. I mean, we got we got uh, four I, I more think, issues. I, th left. I think I think it's like the 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 giant sizes that kind of made it feel like that for me with Spencer's run. It it's not like as noticeable in like the Gog issues. But like right. like the Gog issues or or twenty ninety nine or um, mm -hmm. the the feminist syndicate arc, but um, there there are some arcs where like he 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 wastes a lot of not necessarily waste but like there's a lot of time that he spent that could be like something could be happening but it feels like either he's recapping which is not bad but it's like you know if you're writing for the trade it doesn't it, it writing for the trade or for the arc it feels semi redundant. And then, like at the end, he's like, "Oh God, I have to wrap this pot up. Let's go." Right. And, and it's not always the case, but like it's something. It's something I think is more egregious with Spencer's run than I think slots because 
I don't know. There's something about slots. Like his breakneck, certainly, but I think he's more consistent in his breakneck. Breakneckedness. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Not, like, like yeah. he, does, he never takes his foot off the brake, whereas Spencer feels like he has to like stamp on the gas at the end, trying to mm-hmm. get everything finished up. It's 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 like he's he's trying to run a, a horse race and then realizes that he's like a second and a half behind. And so then he just starts frantically, you know, like sprinting, yeah, sprint, it's, trying to get this horse to sprint at the very it's, end. It's like, I, I guess a good comparison, like the tortoise and the hare, like the hare, like is really fast. The first at the, in the first third, and then he takes a nap for the second, for the second third. And then by the third, he's like, Oh God, I have to get this going. Yeah. Has yeah a, exactly. And then he has a seizure pulling out the script. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, a couple final comments. We'll start taking the final comments on, on the episode. We got uh, some people still watching with us. Uh, a little off topic, but what Marvel Legends would you like to see re-released on retro cards? I was hoping for Morbius, but it looks like we're going to get a Morlin. Uh, <laughs> they did tease that um, during the last live stream. So uh, I, he's due for, for a legend. So uh, I'm hoping for Shriek. Um, I would like to see this new Ben Riley costume. Um in figure form i think i'll like it even better um it's basically the same costumes as the spiders that they moved over a little bit uh it it, it, it there's some elements of of the black costume the, bl- and the blue costume the blue i think is a lot less gloss and more matte going off of arthur yeah. adams stuff and pat gleason stuff yeah so uh so flow is wishing us good night good night so flow uh, Matt Auger says, ah, yes, yeah, Spider-Man Beyond, time to crack out the pogs, throw out some badly dubbed anime on the background and, and party <laughs> like it's 1996. God help us all. I, w- I can't wait to go to Neo-Gotham for this arc. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, what do you think about uh, things moving forward? Well, I just I, I just want to go all the way back. I feel bad. The kind of people who would buy the big Galactus figure probably have a big Ultra, uh, Ultron. Not an Ultron. Uh, who was Orson Welles in Transformers? Unicron. Oh, oh, Unicron. Unicron. They've heard of Unicron, and they can't have both. Oh, right? They're going to wake I, up one I, morning, I, and the Unicron Frank, will be gone. Bashansky will prove you wrong. Bashansky <laughs> will prove us wrong, because um, he does have the Unicron. He is ordering Galactus. He did order the Sentinel. The, his problem now is is that... Where's the space? <laughs> he doesn't know if he can get the Sentinel, but, Galactus... I'm saying, and Unicron in the same space. Galactus will make the space. You don't want to have a giant planet action figure next to Galactus. He'll eat. That's he'll a, eat. He'll eat Unicron. He will eat Unicron. See, um, uh, yeah. No, I agree. And then, and then, and then, my last defense. Like this is the first time Doctor Octopus has come face to face with Spider-Man since becoming Doctor Octopus again, and he is roughly interchangeable with the Black Ant in this issue. And it's like, ugh. I wish um, that, I wish we'd get more Taskmaster Black Ant interaction. Yeah, that's cool too. Truth, Something. Truth, truth be told, I'll be honest. I wish we had ten more issues. I wish we had ten more issues to really explore the character dynamics instead of it being this big event and we're in it. And, and uh, you know, things like that. Doc Ock being back. Uh, the ramifications of that. The the. So I'm hoping that some of these themes will be explored moving forward. But you're right. It, it is interesting to see. It, like that's a big deal. I mean, made it into a big deal with these backups, and then haven't done anything with it because he is fate. There's so many 
characters will yeah, collapse exactly. will it collapse on its own weight and that I, that is a, that's a great question i don't think that the arc is is bound to fail because of this book it's just so disappointing that it shows off all the toys and says but you have to play with that yo-yo over there <laughs> i got all the toys yeah all right so that's that's me all right uh paul final thoughts as we start kind of wrapping things up unmute yourself uh you're muted, Bubba. I don't know why I was so mean when I said that. Yeah. It's fine. We're good. No, I, I'm just disappointed because I, I just, I, like you said, uh, Zach, I, I do wish they had more time. At least Spencer gave it had a little more time, I think, to, to flesh things out. But uh-huh. I think he put Marvel in a real bad spot when he left subspace or what, what is leaving for subspace and helping organize that. I mean, look at, I mean, God's sakes, t- uh, you know, James Tinian the fourth is going to be leaving Batman and, and, and DC probably is scrambling now to figure out who's going to replace him. And I think that there, I mean, and Hickman too, right? Right, Neil? I mean, with X-Men. So I think there's a lot of, it's not just Spencer. I think there's a lot of creators right now putting these, the big two in kind of a, a bad spot as far as I, what their, their head, their head honchos. I, I think some of it's mitigated by the fact that like, I don't think all of it is, um, like they're just leaving Marvel and DC. They're, no, they're, no, I agree. Some of, some of them are just not retaining their exclusivity contracts. No, I no, I agree. But I, but at the same time, like Tinny, well, with Tinny especially, like their flagship, their flagship creators are jumping ship for yeah, essentially a newsletter, yeah. a newsletter forum. Well, right. and and so, I, I also think that the big two aren't paying them enough money. I mean, and, and, let's be well, real. And, if, and, if, and I, some, if I'm not getting, if I can get compensated with this new startup, and I feel like that I can get, I can make more money long term as a creator. They're getting grants, like they're getting money up front, like yeah. And that's the thing because these creators before they weren't like like Spencer. They they had to work for the big two to make money and to keep going, and they and they had to put a lot of their times, you know, because Spencer's a, a name, but he's not a giant name. And right. that's the thing is like, he's someone that he, he works on his independent stuff, but he's got, he can't just focus on that. He's got to focus on making a living and he's got to make a living mm-hmm. making, you know, the bigger projects. And that's the problem with a lot of these, you know, bigger writers that they have to keep putting out like the Tinians was doing Batman and they pay the bills, but he's doing other stuff, creator owned as like, you know, as his own thing. And now with subspace, you don't have that problem. They give the money up to you up front and you can just deal with that. They're funded by fracking billionaires. They don't have to worry about money. Yeah, so I mean, or, or what am I thinking of? I don't think it's Substack that's funded by Koch Brothers. It's no, hey. but but no, they're yeah. they're 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 have there's deep pockets and they're they're. I do they're, think the model is interesting. It could it could survive, but we'll see. Um, but like like you said, Zach, they, is it also for them not paying them that well? That's part of it, but I think it's mostly just freedom and and the fact they don't have to worry about money. Um, well, and, and anything that they create, they own, and so that, that right, is yeah, that, exactly yeah, that's that's a key and, factor. And and so. they have like you know like webtoons, like the the you know webtoons are right. Yeah, I, yes. I think I think they also have like they can experiment more in terms of formatting. Like Hickman's doing that, like what three world three worlds three minds or something like that. Like it gives them a lot more room to experiment in terms of like how pages are formatted rather than just the uh, traditional eight, the, the, the six the six point two five by tens. Right. Yeah. Um, so. I, I I'm actually going to present a different opinion. Um, I actually think Spencer leaving, as much as I don't want him to leave, I think this kind of provided this gave him the kick in the butt he needed to kind of wrap up most of his ongoing plot points because some of them were retired, mm-hmm. or you know, some or some of them were just kind of lingering in the background, like sensitive Norman. Sensitive Norman has been lying on the floor for like 
10 issues. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, now he's he's flying to Europe, and I, I again, uh, I, I just hope that there's a satisfying conclusion. We got four, like I say, we got four issues left. We'll see what happens. But, um, but my point, but my point is more that like Spencer's kind of lingering on some of these plot. I assume like before Substack, he assumed he was going to get more time to finish them up. But now yeah. that and and he was going to waste, he was going to I don't say waste, but he was going to wait for like twenty five issues before the new milestone comes and advances the plot a bit more. But now that he's leaving, he's forced to kind of step it up and get things get things done more quickly. And while I am going to miss him, I think that ultimately, it's for the not for the best. It's it's a weird way to describe, it, but you know what I mean, right? Like I don't want yeah. him to leave, but at the same time, maybe this isn't so bad because because he's ending out on a fairly high note, and he's not overstaying his welcome like Jason Aaron was on Thor. I know I, Paul and I might disagree on that but the point but the sentiment I disagree is, but the sentiment i think is accurate so um i'm looking at the calendar and i'm looking at my schedule we will try to be back the 25th um i'm maybe down in houston and who knows i may have all my equipment with me i don't know well, was um it? it's a lot of, a lot of things are up in the air right now um so I think I will I will at least have my iPad and we'll do the uh, AirPods iPad combo if I need to for the 25th and um, go from there because I'll be mo- actively trying to get the rest of my things moved in that week. So we're leaving, I think, that Friday and I think we're coming back like that Thursday or whatever. Uh, I'll keep everybody posted on that. Uh, be sure to be sure to follow our social medias. Uh, let us know. Um, but yeah, with that, we'll start wrapping up the episode. Uh, oh, I do want to, hang on. I forgot the comments. Um, Vinkman says, talk, asking about uh, he, what Marvel legends we need to see re- released on retro cards. If we get she, can carry, we'll have all the main villains of maximum carnage, which is true. I also think that that is actually going to happen in the next venom wave. That's just my gut feeling. Uh, he still wants Rhino, Lizard, and Hobgoblin to be re-released. So with new heads, especially Hobgoblin, he'd love to see a Ron Friends-style head. And then Parker uh, Matt Bird says, Subspace is Spider-Man, the Beyond series. Will it be a black hole of a mess? It's to be determined. Just buying time until 900, and they can get like a consistent writer. I call on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely discuss that and debate that next time. We'll be covering uh, the next two issues next episode, as well as the free comic book day issues. So uh once again Wait, hang, I, don't, I don't think i don't i are we getting two issues by hang on let me check my calendar uh, um by august 25th we're only gonna get yeah we're only we're, getting 72 i thought uh uh sinister war comes out does it come out the first sinister war comes out oh wait does it hang on sorry i i, I knew oh, there I, was a skip there was a skip week and i think this week was the skip week uh, I think we might actually have two skip weeks. Hang on, let me. Because uh, I, I, I'm almost positive. Okay, uh, so Sinister War, Sinister War number three actually comes out next week, and then yeah. ASM and wait, it was seventy two? Okay, so seventy two comes out on the twenty fifth. Okay, yes. sorry, I mixed, I messed that up. No, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be covering issues. Issue three of Sinister War and then seventy or uh, seventy-two. Okay, so it's Sinister War four that comes out on September third. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's what I, I, I thought. I thought that, uh, yeah, because it's September 3rd. Or September you, 1st. September Sorry. 1st, yeah. I was like, wait, no. So Sinister War 4 comes out September Dude, I've, 1st. I've, I've, been inside sta- I've, I've been inside Staples for so long that I don't remember what time it is. And I think uh, the finale is ASM... 74. 74, which is which I think is the 8th. It's either the eighth or the fifteenth. We'll we'll definitely we'll definitely have the two issues that we'll cover next time here on the Spider Experience. My, so my my spreadsheet said September twenty second. Um, I would be playing my outro music, but uh, I'm gonna have to add that in post. <laughs> All right, we want to thank everybody for watching us tonight. <laughs> oh, wait, do you want me to stop? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we got our we got our Facebook slash Instagram. You can follow us there at Spidey Network. Twitter is at Spidey Dude Radio. If you're looking on the screen, I forgot to uh, uh, update this, but it's YouTube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. Be sure to give us a like, share, and subscribe there. Voicemail line eight one eight nine two five six six three one. If you want to leave a voicemail for this show or any of the shows on our radio network, you certainly can do that. Also, be sure to check out Make Mine Mayday. Uh, it is going to be covering uh, March for Death for real this time. Uh, we're going to be covering March for Death the next ep- next episode. Be sure to check out Brogan Rider on the Brogan Rider Variety Hour, 8 p.m. Saturdays, twitch.tv slash quillsniv. Uh, as I mentioned already, the uh, Comic Binge YouTube channel at Herman22. Follow Paul there. Uh, Make My Maydays is Thursday, 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and so that is... All of our uh, promotion for the for this particular episode. Once again, we want to thank everybody for watching and listening to this particular episode of the Spider Experience. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. We'll cover the next chapters in the Sinister War saga. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.